Hello, everybody. Welcome. Steve Wollenhouse. I'm your host here on Anatomy of Success to be healthier. Six things help us notice the dangers of social media. That's the topic of our conversation this week. So glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. Grateful you joined us here for the first time. Welcome. Been here before. Welcome. And tell some friends, come back and join us. Brief episodes dedicated to topics that are on my mind that you've shared with me may be of interest to you and uh, periodically dream up some things that I think you might be interested in. Try to keep it short and sweet so you can be on your way with six or seven or eight to nine, ten action steps you can implement in any given week and see some improvement in small areas as we know small steps over time add up please subscribe to the podcast rate review then head over to weatherology.com and you'll find the weatherology mobile app it's free you can find me under the about us section and follow me on linkedin facebook as well as on instagram You know, it's fascinating to watch the intoxicating effects of social media, apprehend the attention of adults that lecture their kids about spending too much time on addictive platforms. The latest temptation, Clubhouse, and I've watched it for almost six, seven months now. I jumped in a room uh, several months ago to support a friend that was doing a really great live podcast. She's amazing. Her name is Hala. She's fantastic. She gets this space incredibly well. However, many of the participants in the room admitted spending 40 to about 90 hours a week on that platform. In fact, some recent studies suggest those estimates are incredibly accurate on that particular platform. I was absolutely amazed and bewildered to be candid with you about these confessions. I can assure you that successful entrepreneurs, I know personally and firsthand, aren't spending nearly that much time on social media, not even close, myself included. We can make an argument about the importance of developing brand awareness by leveraging social media platforms, but they have to be done intelligently. And I believe they offer incredible opportunity, don't get me wrong, if used wisely. However, anybody spending 40 or more hours per week building a presence on any particular platform they don't own, they're allocating way too much time that could be spent doing something much more productive. So I believe ego and other triggers drive the appetite to devour endless hours of innocuous nonsense that really doesn't improve our quality of life. And let's be honest, it's not making that big of a difference in your business. If it is, I'm sad to say you need to find another business that doesn't require that much time on social media. So how do we better understand the dangers of social media? Here are six things that I think can help. According to Elon Musk, I think there should be regulations on social media to the degree that it negatively affects the public good. Amen, Elon. Number one, addictive. Many experts are torn about the addictive nature of social media. However, plenty of studies have been conducted that demonstrate it's highly addictive. Nottingham Trent University has identified mental preoccupation, escapism, and mood modification as warning signs that people are using social media way too much. Studies at Swansea University show a strong correlation between anxiety and too much social media. Regardless, anyone spending 40 hours or more per week wrapped up playing patty cake on Clubhouse needs to reassess what their priorities are and what's really important in life. Come on, folks, 40 to 90 hours per week. 
That's more than a full-time job under the auspices that what I'm doing here is having some magnificent benefit in my life financially. And I'm going to share with you in future articles about how much most of these coaches, consultants, and people using social media make. And we can break down how much they're getting paid per hour based on how much time they're spending. And you may as well deliver papers for a living. I'm not kidding you. Number two, sadness. Similar studies have revealed that people feel sad when they overconsume social media. Happiness and life satisfaction drop. Some speculate social apps create feelings of isolation, which is one of the reasons I believe Clubhouse has been so enormously popular. Hearing human voice, it's a primal instinct and it strengthens the perception of human connection. These people that devised these platforms when they did during COVID lockdowns, when people weren't interacting with one another, they're not stupid. They know exactly what they're doing. They know the neuroscience behind it. This perception of proximity is very strong for all of us. But it's no substitute, ladies and gentlemen, for real human affiliation. And I suspect once people get back to a more regular routine and finally start to engage more with people in person, Clubhouse is probably not going to do so well. After 50 hours a week on Clubhouse, people still feel alone and crave the next encounter with a real person. These synthetic substitutes don't cut it. Number three, comparisons. You know, making social comparisons is mentally unhealthy. However, when we sit in a room under the auspices that we raise our hand with the hope of getting on stage, it creates anxiety. And that's how this app functions, incidentally, for people that haven't used it. You sit in this massive room with a bunch of people bloviating that are supposedly experts on a particular topic. Some are. Some rooms are great. Most are benign at best, I'm telling you. So you sit there and you hope they call on you. So you get on stage and more people discover you and follow you. So it's this follow, like, share metric nonsense. And the amount of time required on that platform to become successful is exorbitant at the expense of many other more important things. So if you're spending 90 hours a week gaming a platform, man, I got to be honest with you, I'm concerned. When we assume the people with the most followers are successful, which is the assumption on a platform like this, we generate a downward direction of self-worth based on assumptions. It's negative, it's unhealthy, and it can lead to bouts of depression, social comparisons, dangerous. And on this platform, they happen very often. Tarana Burke said this, social media is not a safe space. Next is envy. Social comparisons also create feelings of jealousy and envy. When we listen to people bloviate in Clubhouse, we get the impression they're successful without knowing all the facts. Most are desperately struggling to build a business based on becoming influential. We've talked about this before, and it's relevant on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse. It doesn't matter. People are putting themselves out there to become famous, noticed, 
hopefully taking that notoriety and turning into something profitable. That's their mindset. It's not like a good, strong, successful business that you build like I did for over 30 years before I put myself on social media because not a dime of revenue depends on anything I do there. I do it because I want to for all the right reasons for your benefit. I'm at a point in life where I derive joy and satisfaction from helping other people, but my business success doesn't depend on it. Most people have that equation opposite. When we get trapped, believing everyone, we see with big followers, has life figured out it's easy to feed into the envy that's associated with that. Envy and jealousy are dangerous emotions that often lead to anxiety and depression. Number five, convinced. Like anything addictive, it's easy to convince ourselves if we aren't on social media, we're missing out. If we're not on Clubhouse, that creates unhealthy patterns of returning to a platform like this with the assumption of experiencing some sense of satisfaction. It's the anticipation. Often, we feel worse after we sit there for four hours, raising our hand, don't get on stage, don't have anything to say. We just sit and listen. Read a book. Get the same information. Do something productive. Stimulate your mind. But then when we sit there for four hours and waste our time and realize, shit, I could have gone running. I could have spent time with my kid. I could have made dinner for my family. Like anything addictive, we predict an outcome that isn't always accurate. And the product of that is a feeling of disappointment, regret. That's totally preventable, incidentally. And finally, disconnected. The funny thing about more followers, people assume those metrics are equivalent to increased happiness. They aren't. Without real human connection, we reside in a world where self-worth is predicated on artificial parameters. Likes, comments, shares, big rooms with multiple moderators become the litmus test for success. Real relationships take time and considerable effort. Feeling more connected is often just the opposite. It makes us feel disconnected when we're in these superficial environments under the auspices of enjoying connection. It may feel like that, but the aftermath, as we've discussed, is oftentimes demoralizing. These social apps are no substitute, folks, for real human interaction. And I can tell you firsthand, I've built a massive following on LinkedIn. Do I love my LinkedIn family and the people that I get to enjoy camaraderie and connection with? There, I do, but I take many of those relationships offline and develop deeper, more meaningful connections. And even if I don't, there's so many smart people that have intelligent things to say on LinkedIn. It's a really different social platform. If you're not on it, I do encourage you to use it. Uh, the community there is just much more positive, insightful, well-educated, smart people doing great things, and they're very supportive. My experience there has been very, very positive. It's been on other apps as well. I'm not going to say, you know, because I try to put a message out there that's very neutral, very positive. I don't get into politics and other debates. I try to keep it upbeat, and people really respond well. So I'm not trying to discourage you from using social apps. Please Please do. They're powerful. We know that. But 40 to 90 hours a week on Clubhouse, I'm concerned about my friends that are that immersed in that particular platform. (music) 
According to Catherine Ryan, our attention span has been reduced by the immediate gratification provided by smartphones and social media. And I tend to agree. Any other warning signs we should recognize about too much time on social media? Think about that this week and try to regulate your time, create some boundaries, and use social media responsibly. It's good for your health. And I'm glad you joined us this week. I'm Steve Woolenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success. Until next week, let's stay positive, let's stay focused, and let's stay optimistic. 